Han talks first. I'm the host, Han. Same as every week. Never changes. I don't know why I keep saying that. I guess it's just in case some of you are new here. So if you are new, welcome. Glad you could join us today. We got a lot of stuff we're talking about today. However, it'll be a shorter episode this week, uh, simply because I have a lot of stuff to do today. But I'm happy to be here. I hope you guys had a great weekend, and I hope you're having a great start to your week. And hopefully we can get together rally around this round table, this internet water cooler, and discuss some of our favorite stories in the world. And like I said, let me get my notes here. It'll be a shorter episode, but a lot of exciting stuff. For example, we're talking about the High Republic again. You know, Comic-Con just happened over the weekend, at least the online version. Comic-Con at home is what they're calling it. And we had some Star Wars updates, uh, more specifically about the High Republic. We also have some casting rumors about the Ahsoka show, featuring, of course, Thrawn and Ezra, which I wanted to discuss. A little bit more information about the Book of Boba Fett and the highlight of today's conversation. Those new posters that just dropped for Luke Skywalker and Grogu. And we're going to talk about what their involvement could be going forward in the Star Wars television universe. But like we do every week here on the show, we start off with our first segment, Star Wars Replay. Enjoy. Star Wars Replay. Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1972, Spencer Wilding, the actor who plays Vader in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, was born. Back in 1963, Donnie Yen, who plays Chirrut in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, was also born. And this week, back in 1980, marks the release for The Empire Strikes Back in Argentina. And finally, all the way back in 1940, Gary Kurtz was born. He, of course, is the producer of A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. Without him, it would have been really hard for George Lucas to make the original Star Wars. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. You know, Gary Kurtz doesn't get enough praise as I think he deserves. You know, he really did a lot for the production and getting Star Wars off the ground. And what's even more weird about the situation is I think part of the reason why people don't really talk about him is because he hasn't done a lot of interviews. Even back in the day, he never really talked about his involvement, where maybe he wasn't as creatively involved as some people might think. He was a facilitator. That was his role as the producer. He was able to convince studios to make this movie and to get funding for it. And of course, to shepherd George Lucas along the way and help motivate him to continue going. So at some point, I do want to have a really good discussion about Gary Kurtz and his involvement with the Star Wars movies, the original trilogy, which we'll have to do sometime in the future. 
So that is it for Star Wars Replay. Let's jump right into some of the news, some exciting stuff. So the High Republic, again, you know, Comic-Con at Home just happened, I think it was yesterday, actually, and they discussed phase three of the High Republic novel releases. And here is a statement that they released about that. The High Republic series currently consists of six novels, three short stories, and a number of comics, with a number of installments previously announced, but yet to be released. Ireland's young adult novel, Out of the Shadows, will follow up the Comic-Con announcement on July 27th, while George Mann's young reader book, Shadow of the Fair, will be released in October. Tempest Runner, an audio drama by Kevin Scott, is also set to be released by Penguin Random House Audio at the end of August. And these were some of the new novels that were released to come out beginning January of 2022. We have The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray, who is a beloved Star Wars author. She has written books already, such as Light of the Jedi. Oh, I'm sorry. She didn't do that one. She did something else. Rising Storm? I can't remember. But she has written previous books outside of the High Republic, such as Master and Apprentice, and also Lost Stars, which is some of people's favorite Star Wars novel under the Disney canon era. But we also have Eye of the Storm, which is a Marvel comic coming out by Charles Soule. Following that is also Mission to Disaster by Justina Ireland, one of the books we just talked about, and Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older. Now, all of these will be in a different format, but I think the highlighted ones will be the novels themselves. And I see a lot of people getting really excited about Claudia Gray, especially. People love her writing. People love her storytelling. I have really only read Master and Apprentice by her. And I hear Lost Stars is amazing, so at some point I want to check that out. But as far as the other High Republic series, I'm not into it. It's just not my style. You know, 200 Years Before the Phantom Menace is a great time period, but having just novels set in that time doesn't appeal to me. I did try and listen to Light of the Jedi on audiobook, but I just couldn't listen to it. I'm more of a physical reader. So at some point, I will get around to reading at least the first installment of The High Republic. But at this time, I'm just not interested and I have a lot of things to do. But that doesn't mean I still don't want to hear what you guys think. So if you are a reader of The High Republic series, let me know in the comments below what you think of it what you're most excited for, or you can hit us up on social media at Han Talks First. If you're watching us live, thank you for joining us. We are streaming on YouTube and on Twitch. We will be on the podcast platforms later in the day. And if you are listening on the podcast, feel free to give us a subscribe. Give us a subscribe or follow us, rate and review on Apple. It helps out tons. And if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, subscribe to the channel so you never miss an episode tons of other great videos coming as well i have a video coming out tomorrow actually about how disney actually warned us that they weren't going to have a plan for the sequel trilogy all the way back in 2015 i found video evidence to support it so look forward to that coming out tomorrow so the other bit of information here is about thrawn and ezra being cast for the ahsoka series now this is just rumor but we are going to take a look at it here and see what the rumors suggest. So let me share my screen. Now, this is coming directly from LRM Online, which I believe is another Star Wars podcaster. So let's see what they have to say here. So the headline is Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger casting confirmed exclusive bar side 
buzz. Now, to preface this, I have never heard of LRM, not familiar with their website or their show. So I think we could take this with a grain of salt uh, since they are not fully accredited. And we did hear, of course, a couple months ago, uh, a little while ago, I think it was all the way back in January, maybe. But Mina Masoon posted a photo on his Instagram. And the quote that he put in the caption was, hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you. And that was a quote from Star Wars Rebels. So right away, people assume that he was cast in this show. And the post was never taken down, which means that Disney was okay with it. So we did already know about this situation. And for one, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I think he would make a great Ezra. And I actually really enjoyed Aladdin, which he was the star of. But that was something we've already heard about. But now we're getting reports of another actor joining the ranks in Lars Mikkelsen playing the role of Thrawn. Now, for one, I'm not familiar with Lars's work. I haven't seen him in anything that I'm aware of. We do know that his brother uh, was the voice, I believe, or maybe it was maybe it was Lars himself. I can't remember. But here's what this report says here. The news of Lars Mikkelsen coming to the Mandoverse as Grand Admiral Thrawn is welcoming news for fans of Star Wars Rebels. It was Mikkelsen himself who voiced Thrawn in the animated series for 17 episodes. Okay, so it was Lars who voiced him himself. Interesting. Okay, so Thrawn is one of the most unique characters in the Star Wars universe. He was introduced in the Heir to the Empire novel in 1991 and quickly rose in popularity, which has led to multiple novel trilogies comic book appearances, and animation. However, he is only character that transitioned from the expanded universe into the Star Wars canon. That's actually not true. There was some characters in Solo that did make a, a reprisal. Um, don't ask me who, I forgot, but I remember at the time. So what makes this news project, what makes this news perfect is the age of both actors would be relatively around the age of their respective characters. I think fans will be happy with these choices, especially that Mickelson whose voice work has become iconic itself. Make sure you check out the blah, 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 blah. Okay, so that's really it. So why I'm not too convinced in this article is, for one, there's no source. They don't say that they have a source. They say it's confirmed, yet they don't even say that sources tell them this news, which leads me to believe this is strictly speculation. And I'm sure they believe it to be true. Maybe they do have a source, but the fact that they didn't state it makes me hesitant to believe its validity. So would I want this? Of course I would want this. I want to see Thrawn in live action. It, it's going to happen. The name was dropped in Mando season two, episode five, I believe. And of course they'll be coming into Ahsoka. And I think it's extremely probable that we will also see Ezra Bridger, Mina Masood playing him. Again, I think great casting. Now, I'd have to see Lars Mikkelsen in another role before I am entirely convinced that I would support this decision of him playing Thrawn in live action. Because I'm not familiar with his acting. His voice was perfect for the role. And Thrawn is a beloved character. I mean, I've, I was first introduced to him in Rebels, but then I went back and read the Heir to the Empire trilogy, which is an amazing series. And very different in in character between the animated and also in those original books 
Uh, and then also even more different in the modern day Thrawn books, which I just got Thrawn Ascendancy, which I haven't started reading yet. But it's it's an interesting character with an interesting history. And people are going to go nuts if this is going to happen, if, if this is the correct choice for this role. So I, for one, cannot wait to see what happens with this. And on top of that, there was other news uh, similar about upcoming Star Wars, which is about the book of Boba Fett and how they just recently have started announcing their lineup of directors making the series. And I don't think we've talked about it on the show. It's been out for a little while already, but uh, I wanted to kind of bring that up here today as well. So let's take a look here at an article coming from the Ronin. And it says in its headline exclusive, the book of Boba Fett directing team expected to include extractions, Sam Hargrave. So if you're not familiar with Sam Hargrave, he was the director of Extraction, which was on Netflix. He, uh, since then, is also a, um, a stunt coordinator, I believe. And he had coordinated stunts on Avengers Infinity War, uh, Civil War, and Winter Soldier, I think, if I remember incorrectly. But apparently, he is in the lineup to have already directed an episode or more of The Book of Boba Fett. And on top of that, we did hear a couple weeks ago that from Tamara Morrison himself that the book of Boba Fett will feature the directorial work of Robert Rodriguez, Dave Filoni, of course, John Favreau, of course, and Bryce Dallas Howard. So this is exciting news. I also would like to throw in another name that I think is going to be directing an episode of the book of Boba Fett, which is Peyton Reed. I think he has worked on the project himself, too. I don't have anything to back that up. That's just a speculation. But let's talk about this new this new face, Sam Hargrave. So the article goes on to say just kind of basic stuff. So I'm not going to read it here. But uh, the cinematographer Dean Cundley has been revealed to be working behind the camera. And his fantastic collection of credits consists Escape of New York, The Fog, Halloween, Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. Apollo 13. Wow. He's got a big list here. So apparently this is the cinematographer which I, I wasn't aware of. Um, and he is saying that this is going to be one of the new directors in uh, Sam Hargrave. So if you haven't seen Extraction, it was okay. You know, it, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's it's just a movie. <laughs> it had good action scenes. Um, there wasn't really much story there, but he's a great at action directing. So when a director comes into a television series, they really have no control over the story. That's a producer's role or a showrunner's role. So I don't think we have to worry about story-centered things. But as far as action goes, we know the Book of Boba Fett is going to be heavily surrounded by tons of action and explosions and, I don't know, Ming-Na Wen going crazy. So I think this might be a good choice, especially under the leadership of executive producers like Robert Rodriguez, Dave Filoni, and John Favreau. I think you can't go wrong. I think they know what they look for in talent. And I think they'll do a good job doing this. So this is something interesting that just came out. I would love to know what you guys think about it because this is going to be big. This is going to be a big show. I, for one, am really freaking excited about it. Uh, I'm going to take a moment here and take a look and see who is joining us today. If you're watching on Twitch, hello there. Um, the Twitch chat is acting up a little bit, but it looks like the YouTube one is active. We have our, our uh, two classic uh, 
viewers here. We have Max and Sith Care Bear Josh. What's up, guys? It's so good to see you again. Hello there. Just whatever, Dan. Welcome to the party. He says, what's up, hon? It's good to see you. Max says, I haven't read a High Republic book, but I think the era has much potential, and I'm also excited for the Acolyte. That is one aspect of the High Republic that I am extremely looking forward to, is the High Republic. And I can't, I can't get any more excited for it. I mean, we're going to have lightsabers again, so that's exciting. And taking place before the Phantom Menace, leading up to the Phantom Menace, Leslie Headland herself has said that she was inspired to do this show specifically from the Phantom Menace point of view, which I don't think any other Star Wars creator or any other filmmaker has said that the Phantom Menace was an inspiration for their story. So that is encouraging to hear too, because I, I really enjoy the Phantom Menace. I know, I know it's a bad movie. I know it's bad, but I think there's a lot of heart in there under <laughs> in the undertones. Uh, you know, a lot of work went into it. The visual effects were amazing. The pod race scene is beautiful. So yes, uh, the acolyte, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm right there with you, Max. Thanks for sharing. And he also says, I'm very happy that Ezra and Thrawn are most likely in the Ahsoka series. Me too. I think, I think you have to, I think you have to have them, you know? And if you can line up talent such as Mina Masoon and Lars Mikkelsen and put them up next to Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka, you can't go wrong. It's going to be great. And hopefully, hopefully the show does well. I mean, you can count on all of us Star Wars fans to watch the show and to talk about it and enjoy it. But I really hope other people get into it as well. And then it can be reprised for more seasons to come. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so this is a comment about LRM. Uh, said back in June 2020 that the Ryan Johnson trilogy will start after the Taika Waititi movie. And I think it's possible that this is true. Okay, so I've never heard of LRM. Uh, but apparently you've seen reports of them before as well. Uh, as far as the Ryan Johnson trilogy thing, I haven't heard that report myself. Again, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I trust this website yet. Uh, if maybe they're accurate, I don't know. I'll have to do more research and see how they how they operate. But we'll have to see. Sith Care Bear says, hello, Han. Hello, buddy. It's good to see you. Haven't seen you in a long time. Excellent to see you joining us today. Just whatever Dan says, I'm an OG Star Wars fan, seeing every Star Wars movie in theaters, and I can't the Rebel cartoons. Oh, you don't like the Rebel cartoons? So here's what's weird. I actually started Star Wars animation with Star Wars Rebels. And then I went back to Clone Wars. Now I did, I watched Clone Wars when I was a kid or whenever it came out. And it was kind of just an on in the background. I never really like focused on it. But I really got into Rebels first. And then after watching it, I think it was around season three and four that I fell in love with Rebels. And I went back and decided to watch the Clone Wars and ended up appreciating the Clone Wars more in that in that regard. So I think it's because of the order I watched it in is why I appreciated Rebels a lot more. It just felt it felt original Star Warsy to me. Clone Wars definitely feels Star Wars, but it's it's more of Star Wars tales, uh, what's going on on the sidelines. Um, but hey, Rebels isn't for everybody. I totally get that, <laughs> you know. Uh, Boba Fett is going to be awesome. I agree. It's going to be rad, and I can't wait. Some awesome talent behind it. I think the director's lineup for the book of Boba Fett is great, and I think Robert Rodriguez will direct the first episode. I think 
I don't know, actually. If I had to take a guess on who the first episode director would be, it would be John Favreau. I think John Favreau would be the first because John Favreau, when he originally pitched a Star Wars story to Kathleen Kennedy, he didn't pitch The Mandalorian. He pitched The Mandalorian story, but he pitched it with Boba Fett as the main character. And Boba Fett was originally the bounty hunter to discover Grogu. So I think John Favreau has been building up to the point that he could make a Boba Fett series. I think it's his favorite character. Or at least one of them. I think he I think he really loves that character. So I think my guess is the first director of the series will be John Favreau. I think Robert Rodriguez is probably likely to close out the series because he is a great director. Um this might sound a little weird, but one of my favorite Robert Rodriguez movies is Machete <laughs> with uh, Danny. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. But Machete is pretty great. But he's, he does other great movies, too. Of course, you know. Just whatever Dan says. I like Phantom Jar Jar. Is that why you like the Phantom Manus? Because of Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> whatever, Dan. I'm just kidding. No, Phantom Menace is great. Jar Jar Binks was he was great, you know, because Jar Jar Binks was uh, revolutionary. Uh, yeah, we've had experimental touches with uh, motion capture before, but Jar Jar Binks was one of a kind. And I don't know, as when I was little, I really loved Jar Jar Binks. I didn't remember a, a damn thing about the Phantom Menace except Jar Jar Binks. I mean, of course, I was really young, so... It was targeted for me anyway, that Jar Jar was I was the target audience for Jar Jar Binks. Now, looking back at it now, it's like, you know, what? Come on, man. <laughs> for the older soul in me, it's kind of like it was, it was a terrible idea. Come on, George. What are you thinking? Uh, sorry, I've been away. Work has been a chore lately. Dude, I get it. Work work uh, comes first. No, no problem. I hope it's going well. I would be surprised if Ryan Johnson's trilogy actually happens. Um, so Sith Care Bear, I'm actually with you. I would be I would be shocked if it happens. Now I don't think it'll ever be canceled officially, per se. But um, yeah, if Ryan Johnson's trilogy happens, I'll be shocked. Now listen to this. This is going to be a little weird for me to say. For those of you who have watched me for a while, I've actually grown a little bit more. I've grown a little bit more open to the idea of accepting the fact that if he comes back and makes a Star Wars movie. <laughs> um, that's not to say it's not high on my priority list, but you know, I can see it happening, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he wants to do that to himself. Uh, Josh also says, uh, I think Robert Rodriguez will direct the first episode. Okay. You guys might be right. I could, I could see it happening too. Totally. I mean, the man needs work, right? Uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy will never happen. Yeah, I think a lot of us are on the same page. Even if some of us who want it to happen, which is not me, but even for those of you, those people who want Ryan Johnson's trilogy to happen, even the, even they are kind of you know they don't even think it's going to happen either, which is understandable. Machete kills. Sis Stoner is joining us. Welcome, Sis Stoner. How's it going? Machete is awesome. I love Star Wars reference in the second one. Okay, yes, Machete and Machete Kills have 
Star Wars references in them. So it was almost like innate that Robert Rodriguez would come into the Star Wars world. But what was such a missed opportunity about the Machete movies was there was going to be a third one and it was going to be Machete kills in space. And instead of having a Machete, he was going to have a lightsaber Machete and he was going to be in space and it was going to be kind of like parodying Star Wars. And it never happened. At the end of Machete Kills, it said Machete will, be, will return in space. And it's like the dumbest idea. It's the dumbest thing. But it's so hilarious. And I wanted it to happen. Uh, here, we're starting it right now, is the campaign for Machete Kills in Space. Starting at 12.25 Pacific Time on Han Talks First. Uh, we will be starting our campaign very soon. I'm so glad other people like that movie. I don't get to talk about that movie with other people. So this is exciting uh, that other people in the world like this movie. <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing, everybody. Max says that I think Ryan Johnson's trilogy will start in 2029 or 2031. So that is a while away, isn't it? Almost 10 years, nine to 10 years. Um, I'm curious as why you picked those those numbers i assume it's because of the lineup that's currently in existence with patty jenkins taika waititi kevin feige um but hey never say never it could happen uh sith stoner says machete is awesome i love star wars oh we already said that we already got to that uh ryan jensen killed last jedi was that heineken han i kind of wish it was heineken no this is actually uh, a Topo Chico, a lime flavored version. But trust me, I wish I was having some Heineken right now. The show might be a little bit more livelier, if you know what I'm talking about. So I'll, I'll get back to talking with you guys in a minute here, but let's jump into the main topic today, which is talking about these posters that just came out. And a lot of people are going crazy over it. Uh, if you haven't seen them, uh, they're available online. They're everywhere, and every YouTuber is talking about it. Every podcaster is talking about it. But it's basically just a photo of Luke and Grogu together building a lightsaber. And everyone, and there was there was another one that was released that not a lot of people are talking about. But in addition to it, there was another one released of Din Djarin, and it also on the poster featured um, Bo Katan. And the bad guy, what what is his name? I can't remember his name. And some death troopers as well. Uh, both of them are really cool. Um, a lot of people are running with the topic, the headline that these are official posters. And this will explain my thumbnail for this video, which said that it's a trap. These are not official posters. Okay, these are not official posters for the Mandalorian for Lucasfilm, for Star Wars. Yes, they have the Star Wars license on them. But please don't think that this is like giving away, you know, updates on what is to come in the future of the franchise. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit more here too. But let's take a look at where these are actually coming from, who made them, and what we can actually expect from Luke Skywalker and Grogu going forward in the Star Wars universe. So... This all started when the Direct posted this article, Luke Skywalker and Grogu receive a gorgeous official new Star Wars poster. Now again, not official, but let's get into it. So let's see. 
The Mandalorian season two ended on an action-packed finale. I'm not going to read all this because, you know, it's not worth your time. Let's talk about this segment here. Grogu and Luke Skywalker take the spotlight. Again, talking about Comic-Con at home, which happened over the weekend. uh, Trends International released two new The Mandalorian posters showcasing fresh looks at the titular bounty hunter, Grogu, and the returning Luke Skywalker. Now, this first one was created by Russell Walks, and it shows a preview of Grogu's training, Grogu's Jedi training with Luke somewhere in the galaxy, potentially hinting at a Force user wielding a yellow lightsaber once his training is complete. Now, again, these were posters made by a freelance artist for this Comic-Con at home convention. Now, other than this... And other than the High Republic, there was no Lucasfilm, Disney, Star Wars presence at Comic-Con. Nothing. Uh, it's, uh, there was also no Marvel presence at Comic-Con. This was not a significant year for Comic-Con news and announcements. These posters coming out were an exclusive for this event. And the artists behind them don't have any inside information about the show, about the characters, what's going on. These are just fan art. Uh, kind of. I mean, they were commissioned for it, but these this is just fan art. Now, the other one was created by Joe Connery, and the second poster features Din Djarin wielding the Darksaber and protecting Grogu from unknown threats. Uh, a glimpse at Grogu's training. These posters serve as a fitting reminder of the rousing success of Mando Season 2. While one could assume that these are solely for promotional purposes, it's possible that these posters could hint at Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, Let's see here. Possibly teasing that the Jedi pair will at least return in some capacity in the third season. The presence of a yellow Kyber crystal alongside. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, look, I don't I don't think this is legit. Okay, I I don't think this is giving away any news about what could happen. Uh, There's so many ads on this website. I'm going to take this screen off because it's so annoying. I'm just going to put up the poster again. So uh, again, I I don't think this is giving away any plot details about Mando season three. And honestly, I don't think people should expect to see Luke Skywalker in Mando season three anyway. It was a treasure that he was in that finale. And one of my favorite Star Wars moments ever. A lot of the time, whenever I have guests on the show, I ask them, what is their Star Wars story? What's a Star Wars moment that sticks out to them? For me, seeing Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian was one of them. I absolutely adored uh, seeing him there and It was very emotional for me (laughs) and for a lot of you guys too, which you've told me. So I think we can take some things from this. Of course, you know, obviously Luke is training Grogu. That's a given. Uh, This artist's interpretation is that he will train and wield what it will be come a yellow bladed lightsaber. Now, what do we know about yellow bladed lightsabers? Well, we do know yellow, gold, whatever you want to call it. We do know that those are reserved for Sentinels originally. At least that's how it was in the Clone Wars and in Rebels and in some of uh, the mythology outside in novels and things like that. And the yellow-bladed lightsaber is reserved for very, very highly trained, highly regarded and acclaimed uh, Force users or duelists. And uh, Rey, of course, has one. You could argue... She may or may not deserve it, but considering the time period she got it, those same rules may not apply. We haven't seen any 
yellow bladed lightsabers on in live action yet. And of course, I do know in the in the High Republic there have been also other editions of yellow bladed lightsabers, but again, I'm not reading that, so I can't really contribute to that at all. But I think it's an interesting theory uh, that he would train and use a yellow bladed lightsaber. Now, one th- or another reason why I don't think we're going to see this in Mandalorian season three is because Grogu is so small. He's so small. He's so young. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's 50 years old, but he's a, he's a baby. He's a little baby. And it would kind of be a little overly comedic for me anyway to see a little baby wielding a lightsaber. Now, you could argue that, well, we saw him use the force and pick up a rhino and things like that. And that wasn't cheesy. You're right. But can you really picture a puppeted Grogu going up against an Inquisitor or a Sith Lord or something (laughs) or Moff Gideon? That's his name. I forgot his name, Moff Gideon. I'm such a terrible Star Wars fan. Uh, Anyway, uh, I would love to hear what you guys think about this specific poster and how you think we're going to see Luke and Grogu go forward. Do you even think we're going to see either of them in season three? I will say one more thing. regarding if we will see them again in the future and it is it's this it's at the at the season finale of mando season two din Djarin was holding grogu and he told him i will see you again i promise that wasn't him telling grogu i'll see you again that was john Favreau. it wasn't only that it was also john favreau telling the audience hey you're going to see Grogu again. Don't, don't worry, right? Because I'm sure a lot of people were like me. I was really sad. I was like, oh, are we going to see him again? This is, this is terrible. I really, hope, I really hope he comes back, you know? I was like, how can this show survive without Grogu? He's, he's a cultural phenomenon, you know? It's, it can't happen. And then, of course, there was the other poster, which not a lot of people are talking about. <laughs> this, this other one, if you haven't seen it, just go look it up. This one looks really fan made. Like it doesn't look official at all. But again, it has the watermark of the official Star Wars logo and Lucasfilm. So it it was an exclusive for Comic-Con at home. Both of these posters are sold out. So they were also limited edition. All of this reminds me of the posters that came out during the Rise of Skywalker press tour. If you remember, there was a quote leaked poster online on Reddit of the Rise of Skywalker poster before an official one came out. And then a few weeks later, an official poster came out and it looked nothing like the one that we saw. Well, that's because that was an official exclusive poster for, I think it was Comic-Con too. So these events have specific exclusive posters for these events. That doesn't mean they're directly tied into, I guess you would say, canon. Um, But that's what this reminds me of. Let's take a look and see what you guys are saying. I would love to hear your thoughts. And then we will wrap it up and we will get out of here and have a great rest of our day. Give me one second while I fix my screen here. Can you believe it? We made it through a whole stream without any uh, technical difficulties. We're getting better. I'm getting better. I actually know how to do this now. (laughs) Uh, Sith Stoner says, do you think... The Acolyte will be about the origin of the Night Sisters. How sick would that be? That would be so cool. I've been saying for a while that I really want to see the Night Sisters in live action. Uh, Great story to tell. So much mythology there. Great lore. 
Uh, do I think the acolyte will be about it? No. Um, could we possibly see uh, some cameo or appearances from Night Sisters? Yeah, I really do. Um, but I mean, it might have like stories about the origins. But as far as like specifically about the Night Sisters, I don't think that'll be the focus of the show. But hey, man, I'm down. I'm totally down, sis stoner. All right. Oh, I had uh, Max telling me it was Moff Gideon. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bad Star Wars fan. Um, okay, so Sith Carabar says that he can see Grogu with a yellow saber. I mean, he's really powerful, right? If he does get a yellow saber, I'm totally for it. And I think that could have something to do with showing us a little bit more about the species. I tell you, that's one thing I really want to see going forward in The Mandalorian is more about the Yoda species. And I think him having a yellow saber could tie into that because Yoda having a green saber meant that he was a, a longtime master and a very skilled master uh, wielding a green saber as opposed to blue. Um, and then Grogu with a yellow one would just emphasize that this species has this innate gene to be extremely force sensitive more so than other species in the galaxy so we'll have to wait and see uh i'm sure mike zero is really making some up crazy out of this world stuff about these posters <laughs> dude mike zero man he this guy i don't know where he comes up with his stuff you know he uh if look i will say the videos are entertaining they're really entertaining. Uh, fun, uh, fun story. Quick story about Mike Zero. Um, actually, a it was 2017 before the Last Jedi came out. Um, look, I wasn't a fan of the movie, but I was I was extremely excited for it, and I was looking up every theory, watching every speculative video, looking at interviews, the whole thing. And at the time, I discovered Mike Zero, and he was talking about all these plot leaks of The Last Jedi and rumors and things like that. And I was like, oh, wow, where does this guy get his sources? They're so specific. And uh, so I went into the movie. And after the movie, I, was, I went back and watched Mike Zero. None of the things he said came true. <laughs> Nothing was remotely accurate to the final product. And the same thing for The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like They're like wild, crazy theories on his videos. And I just think that's that's just hilarious. I will say they're entertaining. They're entertaining. Some of the stuff he comes up with, you know, it's like Kermit the Frog will be the Sith Lord in the Acolyte. I should make a video like that and see what kind of attention it gets and put up the Mike Zero backdrop, like with his dartboard and the logo and uh, <laughs> and just talk like him. I don't know. That'd be really funny. Uh, I think John and Dave are retelling the heir to the empire story. Interesting. Very interesting. Hey, that's, I have never thought about that. That's really cool. That could definitely be what's happening. Wow. So if that's the case, do you think there's going to be in whether it's the Ahsoka series or the Mandalorian or something that there's going to be another hidden Jedi somewhere on a hidden planet. That's like really old and extremely powerful, similar to what happened in the first book. 
That'd be really cool. I'll have to think about that and do like a little uh, video on like speculation of how that could be true. That's thanks for sharing that. That's a, that's actually a really good theory. I really like that. Ooh, Dan says, will we see little Yoda death? Will we see little Yoda death? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I said, if John Favreau and Dave Filoni do that, they're going to make a lot of people mad, right? Um, I don't think they're going to do that. Yo, Baby Yoda is going to be around forever. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll bait and switch us. Maybe they'll make it look like he's dying, but he's actually not. I don't know. Max says, yeah, the only yellow lightsaber we saw in live action was Rey's in episode nine, but I think we will see some in the Acolyte. Okay. So you think we'll see some from the Jedi on the higher, in the High Republic era? I could see that happening too. Dude, the Acolyte's going to be amazing. We're kind of in a dry spell right now of Star Wars uh, news and updates about the shows and stuff. Um, 2022 is going to be amazing. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for 2022 Star Wars? I don't think you are. I just don't think you're ready. <laughs> We're going to be here like every day talking about Star Wars. So get your asses ready. Um, I think that Luke and Grogu will come back in Mando season three. I think both posters don't look real because I don't think Lucasfilm would make such posters random. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, again, they're, they're not official. They're licensed. They're freelance commission work. Um, and I, 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 it discourages me when I see so many people get uh, so invested in this. Um, it's technically just fan fan edits. And they're great. They're fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't want to look too much into it. You know? Because it, Mandalorian Season 3 is a year away. Uh, a year away. I don't want to get too invested in my theories at this point. It's just it's just too soon. All right, Sith Care Bear. I think they will save the Yoda species story for the end of everything. We all want to see it. It's their ace in the hole. I agree. And it's kind of always been that way, right? Uh, even when George Lucas owned it. Every Star Wars author, graphic novel artist, whatever, comic book writer, everyone wanted to touch Yoda. <laughs> That's my my adolescent brain laughing at a stupid comment. <laughs> Everyone wanted to touch Yoda. Um, not inappropriately. They wanted to tell his story about where he came from and shit like that. But uh, George wouldn't allow it. And it's always been one of the most thought about things in Star Wars. Who is Yoda? Where is he from? Could you imagine living in, 19, in 1979... When did Empire come out? 1980. Could you imagine living in uh, 1980 and being really invested in Star Wars? You've only had two movies and you know nothing about Yoda's past. Uh, think about the time period and not knowing anything about the Clone Wars or the fact that he... <laughs> I'm sorry. Max in the chat. Everyone wanted to touch Yoda. Okay. <laughs> uh Anyway, that's a meme. Someone, someone out there. I know this. I know this show, this channel, isn't big enough for that. But at some point, I really want someone to make a Han Talks First meme channel where they can just make fun of me and post videos and memes about the show 
I think that'd be cool. You know? Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, the Yoda species. Um, I agree. I think, I think it is their ace in the hole. I think that's one of the goals John Favreau has is to expand that story and let us know more about our, our little, our little green friend. Mm. Judge me by my size. Do you? I love Yoda empire empire strikes back. Yoda is the best. I love him in the prequels, but oh my God. Oh my God. So amazing. I wonder if Mike Zero believes his stories himself. <laughs> what if what if Mike what if Mike Zero legitimately thinks everything he says is true? <laughs> I don't I think it's a possibility. Um like uh what was something crazy he said one time? Uh Kathleen Kennedy was firing or uh, was being George Lucas was bought back Star Wars, fired Kathleen Kennedy and is like spanking Dave Filoni or something like something crazy. He said something like that one time. And it's like it's so random and it's it's so (laughs) unrealistic. Uh, But it's like he does it all the time and it's always within a singular linear narrative that is Mike zero. It's like, it does. He actually believe these things himself. <laughs> does he, does he legitimately believe that George Lucas bought back star Wars, the thing that he sold for $4.5 billion. Do people, does he really believe that he bought it back? That Kathleen Kennedy is like a troll that has like green uh, blood and like lives under a, a rock. Like, I don't know. I, that's a, Thank you for making me laugh. That was that was a funny comment. Sith Stoner. Ahsoka could be Mara Jade's part. And Ezra could be the Dark Jedi. And we all know Thrawn's back. Oh, this is on the theory of Heir to the Empire being retold through the Ahsoka show. Yeah, actually, that's really cool. Um, I've actually been really hoping that we get to see at some point Mara Jade and I'm sorry, not Mara Jade, uh, Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker interact. I think that would be amazing. And I saw this hilarious meme uh, a few days ago, and it was <laughs> it was uh, Din Djarin talking with Ahsoka Tano after he gave up Grogu, and he was like, Ahsoka was like, "So what happened with Grogu?" And <laughs> Din Djarin was just like, "Oh, I gave him to somebody named Skywalker." And Ahsoka's just like, you did what? Because she doesn't know that there's a Luke. She only knows Anakin Skywalker. And I thought that was pretty funny. But hey, Sis Stoner, you're on to something, man. I like these theories. Um, so yeah, that it looks like that's all uh, we have in the chat today. Um, and I think that's all I have for you guys. Let me double check my notes here and see if there's anything else I had to talk about. I think that is it. So check us out um, for upcoming stuff. Uh, next week, of course, we'll be back. It'll be the month of August. Um, I th- I'm thinking about uh, changing up the show a little bit um, and doing something a little bit different. Um, for one, I'm thinking about changing the day. I'm thinking about doing these on Sunday instead of Monday. And I would love to hear back from you guys. If it makes a difference to you, 
if you care. Um, the only reason I want to switch is because Monday is, is it's really hard for me to uh, I have so much to do. And Sunday, I feel like it'd be a lot easier for me to do that. Um, probably the same time around noon, honestly, maybe even a little later um, because that's when people get off work and things like that. And of course, I'm on the Pacific coast, so it might be different for me, but I want to hear from you guys. Would you like to see this show on Sundays from now on instead of our regular Monday program? Um, I know it would help me out a lot, but honestly, it really doesn't matter. I can work around it, but I'm, it's something I'm thinking about. And also Star Wars Replay, I might be putting a pause on it just because it takes me a lot to make those videos, a lot of time to make those videos. And um, I got a lot going on right now. Uh, as most of you know, I directed a film that is uh, currently in a, a festival campaign, which is pretty cool. My film is being shown at some uh, festivals in Los Angeles, and hopefully you guys will get to see it soon. The thing about it is you can't release it publicly until it has been seen by critics. So at this point in time, my movie is being shown to critics. And once that's over, once the campaign is over, I'm allowed to put it on YouTube and people can check it out. So I don't know. That's all I got for you today, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Please feel free to hit me up on social media and chat with me online. Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I always respond. Leave a comment on what you thought about today's topics. What do you think is going to happen with Google and Luke Skywalker going forward? Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you never miss a video. Again, we got a great one coming out tomorrow that I think you're going to love talking about the history of the unplanned sequel trilogy. And of course, check out additional episodes on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile and donate and tip to this show and show your support, we have a tipping option at streamelements.com slash first slash tip. It is linked down below in this episode. You could support this channel and send in a topic for us to discuss on the show. Of course, you don't have to do that. You can send in topics anyway. We'll talk about it. But we really appreciate you going the extra mile and doing that. So again, guys, thank you so much. I really had fun today. Thanks for the laughs. And I can't wait to be back here again next week. So until then, somehow, some way, somewhere, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.